Hey, what's going on, guys? We are back. This is the Mr. Duke Podcast, and I am back today to do a very special movie review um, because here lately we've had a lot of stuff come up in the news for DC, um, one of those being a possible return to Batman for Michael Keaton. So with that being said, I thought, why not go back, rewatch Batman 89, and give my review on that? And the best idea I thought with that on top of it was to have my good friend Tyler here, who I know is also a huge Batman fan himself, to join me on this review. So Tyler, why don't you give everybody a little hey, hello, what's up? Hey, hello, what's up? (laughs) That was fast enough. And we're going to chat you guys' ears off for a little bit about Batman 89. So me and you both just sat down and we watched it. Yep. Still fresh on the brain. I actually took some notes. You said you had some mental notes yourself. Yep. Um, we're just going to kind of talk about the movie, give it a review, and then at the end of it, I come up with this really cool thing where we will rate the movie on how we felt one out of five bats. Sound good to you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, with that being said, guys, thanks again for listening to the Mr. Duke Podcast, and obviously you know where to find me if you enjoy these, and we're going to go ahead and get into this review. Um, we are just going to do just my normal basic movie reviews, not do too long of an episode. That way you can listen to us, enjoy it, maybe leave some comments, thoughts, feedback, and go about your life. So, Batman 89. Yeah. Personal for me. It's, I love that movie, but I did not watch that movie until after Batman the Animated Series. Me too. Actually, not until after, I think. Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. This movie actually came out before I was even born. So mm-hmm. I grew up with Batman the Animated Series, but I think a lot of Batman the Animated Series yeah. pulls from this movie. Yep. Definitely the way I agree. Um, my first note here also kind of runs into that is the look of Gotham. Yep. I think the look of Gotham in the Animated Series is very similar, but it is different. But this so far, I think, out of the Batman movies is my favorite look for Gotham. Um, that's fair. I just liked the grunginess, the dirtiness, the literal, there was a scene in it that we had talked about where like when Joker's in the drain pipe coming up by the water, (laughs) you could put killer croc in there and it would fit. Yeah. Like it just, I love the aesthetics of Burton's Gotham, uh, at least in 89, we'll get to return. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, how the movie starts out. What do you think? What do you like the opening? Here's the thing, I was going to say when we were watching it, it, it's almost like, as a kid, I thought, or when I first saw it, which I was a kid, but um, I thought they were setting up like Bruce's backstory, because it was very similar, like the alleyway, like getting getting jumped, um, and then Batman shows up, of course, but I liked it, it kind of shows you that Batman's a myth at that point, he's not established, can you hear me? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but other than that, you know, Opening's okay. It's not my favorite Batman opening, but I think for what Tim Burton was trying to establish, that he is like a myth, like not a whole lot of people have seen him, I think it was a good opening. Yeah, sure. so yeah, I thought that too. And I mean, I remember when I first watched it too, because I mean, everybody, if, if you've ever seen anything Batman, you know the, yeah. the Waynes and yeah. what happens. So it did kind of set it up, and it was like, is this? Are they going to do this? <laughs> yeah. Um, which at that time, that technically would have been the first time they've done it. Yeah. Um, because like the the Batman at the '60s Batman movie didn't do it. Uh, but that being said, 
it was cool that it was like a family that was similar almost to the wing situation. But another thing that I've got in my notes too, which is at the beginning of the movie is I think as soon as the line, I'm Batman. Yeah. I was sold on Keaton as Batman. I never once questioned it. Like I know when the movie came out, like people had said a lot of things about like Keaton, you know, probably wasn't big enough to be Batman. You know, in the comics, Batman's more of this big statue guy. But also, if you go back to Adam West days, I think a lot of those people, too, that yeah. didn't really complain about it was like, I mean, we've had Adam West this whole time. Yeah. Like, what's, what's the difference? Um, I think Keaton was perfect for mm-hmm. it. Uh, definitely, at least with Burton's universe. Yeah, because I agree. I don't really know. Like, at that time in 89, like, who else would you have got, like, action-wise, star-wise, and, like, mm. put the, put in there? You yeah, know? Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I would, as much as I would love to see a Arnold Batman movie, definitely like an '89 Arnold Batman movie. I don't, I don't think it would work. Um, no, no, I totally agree. I think Keaton, he did, he did well. He did definitely well. For, like with West being his only person to look to for the character, besides like reading the comic, I think uh, he he made Bruce and Batman his his own character. Now that being said, I don't know if it's on your list or not, but. Who do you think he's better as, Bruce Wayne or Batman? I. Th- it's kind of weird for me because, like, I I enjoy his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I hate the way he dresses. I hate yeah. The, like, and I know it's dated because of the, the way that the movie was filmed. But, Blue jeans and yeah, and the turtleneck and everything. Um. I, I think it's Batman's better, at least in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, Batman's better than his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I, so. uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's Batman's better than his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I've always felt that way. I think, honestly, like, not just with this movie, but I think the character of Bruce Wayne is hard to do. Yeah. And I think uh, he did a good job, but his Batman is for sure better. I think, we're not there yet, of course, but I think, honestly, one of my favorite Bruce Wayne's, not counting Bale. Because he's a different Bruce Wayne altogether. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say about Kilmer's probably from one of my favorite Bruce Wayne's. Right. Yeah, and when we and when we get to Forever, there's still a lot that I remember about Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne that like a lot of people talk about how about how he yeah. like that movie really fleshes out like why he's like yeah so tragically caught up in like his parents and like trying to cope with it and being Batman on top yeah. of it. But Keaton, for the most part, like. They didn't really give enough time in the first movie no. to like reflect on it because I know it's like, hey, this is Batman. We're introducing Joker. Yes, yeah. we're setting this up, and like, we have a love story in the middle of all this. Which that's the weirdest part about this, I think, <laughs> is, and I never really realized it until I watched it again today. This Vicky Vale, Jack Napier, aka Joker, and Bruce Wayne Batman love triangle <laughs> thing that's going on. I never really understood how bad it was until yeah. I watched it. Oh yeah, it's the whole movie. Yeah, and it's like, because like even in the the way Burton sets it up, like Bruce Wayne's almost meant to be kind of like what you said, like it's like James Bond, like yeah. it's, it's another girl. Yeah. Um, and obviously, me, I'm partial to because you'd asked me while we were watching, but I'm partial to Bruce and Selena. Mm-hmm. So Vicky Vale, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I get it. He dates girls. That's fine. Yeah. You know, because he's but eventually, I want him to be with Selena. Yeah. Um, but that being said. I think Kim Basinger did great yeah. as Vicky Vale. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I did love Triangle Part. It just I was like, man, I didn't realize it was this bad. <laughs> I mean, if you want to throw in uh, Knox, I guess it's like a, a square. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, the, the annoying media character Knox. He's a sidekick in this whole yeah. But he is kind of heroic. And, like, oddly enough, when we got towards the end of the movie, I mm-hmm. kind of wanted him to, like, be with her. You know? Yeah. Kind of like, no, yeah. like, at this point, like, he saves her life, like, tells her to get in the car, yeah. rolls the window up. Like, he's the, he's the underdog, like, friend zone character. Yeah. Because <laughs> we know Batman's not. Yeah. He's not. We know what the next movie is. He doesn't yeah. stay with her. Yeah. So, um, Jack Nicholson Joker. I love him. Love him? Yeah, I, love him. I honestly, watching this again, I think how, like, in today's time when Jokers get brought up, how he gets so overlooked. Yeah. And in one of my notes here, I've actually got all of Jack Nicholson's Joker outfits are amazing. Yes. Every single one that he's in. Even yeah. when he's just Jack Napier and he's got the, the first purple suit that he shows yeah. up in. Loved it. But then once he becomes Joker, yeah. every single, like, transformation that he's in, I'm just like... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I realized, like, he, even though, like, he dies in the movie, he is the Joker who sets up Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah. Like, even though Mark Hamill's Joker is its own thing, he's probably the closest we'll ever get to a live action Mark Hamill Joker. Right. So. And it's just, it's just that, like, comedic chaos. Yeah. And, again, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the, the when he goes there to start flirting with Vicky Vale while she's uh, <laughs> what now was that is that like a, a diner museum? Like what was that place? It was I think it was. like a restaurant with like famous paintings. Like yeah. it's so hard to describe. I think it was like an art museum but like with a like cafe in it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. So when he goes in to do that and the Prince music starts playing <laughs> Oh, love it. Love I always it. thought it was longer than that though. That went really quick. Yeah. As a kid I could have sworn them like vandalizing that place was a longer scene. But. Yeah, see, I kind of thought that too. But that being said, I think the way they handle his transformation mm-hmm. into the Joker, yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, there was a like the part right before Batman grabs him and then knocks him into it. Or, I'm sorry, he blocks the bullet and then Joker yeah. falls into the vat. Why? Why did Batman let him shoot the guy? <laughs> shoot the <laughs> cop and kill him? That. Like, yeah. How long were you there, Batman? Like, <laughs> did you just happen yeah. to get there right when he pulled right. the trigger? There's that, and then whenever he falls in, Batman has him by one hand. It's like, why don't you reach over and use both hands to pick yeah. him up? It's yeah. like, no, nah, you know, I'm just gonna look like the good guy, and then I'm just gonna drop. Yeah, it's like a whole scar Mufasa type of thing. Yeah, and Batman scar. That's the sad part. It's like, <laughs> what? Uh, but I mean, it's. I get that this movie for its time. Yeah. Like, obviously if it wasn't for this movie, cause this movie is a big part of why we're getting these comic book movies we're getting today. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks Tim. Thank you, Tim Burton. Thank you, Michael Keaton. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jack Nicholson, because like they, they, I think, I feel like they really went into it. Like yeah. they really went into the characters and like, if I had to like pair like, a comic with a movie or like a show with the movie. I would pair the animated series with the 89. Yeah. Um, movie, maybe even returns, which we'll get to returns. I'm dreading that one because I don't mm. like returns. <laughs> um, love, man. And it's not necessarily that, like I hate the movie, but I just don't like it. I just never really cared for it. But it's, it's, it's standard. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would pair it with the animated series because, like, okay. watching that, it just gave me so many flashbacks yeah. of, like, all the good episodes yeah. of, you know, animated series that reminds me of that show. And obviously, since the movie was first, like, 
No, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like that's that's what it is because they do that. Um, and I think it's like the only animated series that really is especially successful. Maybe maybe Ghostbusters, but when they make a movie and then they make an animated series afterwards, mm-hmm. I think it's probably the one that's probably the strongest. Um, actually, I didn't think it's even better than what came before it. I think the animated series is better than '89. I might be alone on that, but uh, okay. I, I think. It's <laughs> I mean, I I I think I would agree with you. Okay. I enjoy it more. I do. Um, but it definitely you have to give the respect because it is what started. Right. So we wouldn't really have. I don't think so. Without '89, we wouldn't have Justice League. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have the Nolan films. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I, and I and that's the thing. Like when we were watching this. There's a couple scenes that me and you talked about that, like almost like Nolan. Yeah, he kind of felt like he paid tribute yeah, to Burns. a lot of the Joker scenes for yes. sure. Um, um, the scene where like the Batwing is coming down at Joker and Joker's like, yeah, "Go, come get me, you!" <laughs> and then like the Bat Pod with Joker and like, I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah I think it's a really good homage. Which I didn't, I didn't recognize until I watched it today. Like I was like, "Holy crap!" That I kind of feel like he did that as like, a, yeah. A tribute to that. Um, I think the makeup for Joker still holds up today. Yes. Um, that being said, some of the effects didn't. Like when he shakes the guy's hand with the joy buzzer, <laughs> like you just see like the flames yeah. out of his neck. Well, the beginning, the beginning scene where like it's that that shot from the the skyscraper or whatever, whatever building Batman's on at the beginning of the movie. Like that's a drawing of him walking back into the building. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's like that still held up because like yeah. even if you watch it today, you'd be like, oh, like, yeah, they did an aerial shot for that. No. <laughs> um, I I did want to do something a little different with our review today. Yeah, because we do have a couple of things. Um, one thing I do not want to skip over though, because right after the opening to Batman, mm-hmm. um, eighty nine, where he says the iconic line, "I'm Batman." Right. It cuts over to like the mayor and all that stuff, yeah. and we get Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. I have here in my notes Harvey Dent missed opportunity. Yep. Because, and I was going to ask you about this, and mm-hmm. I almost asked you while we were watching it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask him during the, the review. Yeah. Do you think, had Burton had made his next film and he had Billy D. in there and he made him Two Face, mm-hmm. do you think? Because I kind of feel like this way, going throughout like the rest of it, even through comics and stuff, do you think maybe they might have done a race change for Harvey Dent, depending on how well Billy D did with Two-Face? And would you welcome it? Mm. Well, yes, I would. So, like I told you out there, I think Two-Face should have been the villain in Returns, but because they already set him up. Um, I actually thought in the animated series that he was... Black. Really? Yeah, because he's a darker tone than Bruce. Yeah. So I, th- I thought he was already black in the anime series. Yeah. That, that, that might be weird for me to say because when he becomes Two-Face, I think he's white, but Harvey Dent, before the change, has a darker skin tone, so I always thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I just was like, while watching it, I was like, man, I was like, I wonder where the character of Two-Face would be at Billy Because, like, think about mm-hmm. it. Like, the 89 Batman movie, obviously... A lot of the animated series was. Mm. I even think maybe Harvey Dent might have been black in, in the animated series. Had Harvey, had, uh, yeah, he been, yeah, that. However, so I would I would love to have seen. See, that. and that's the thing I think about forever. When we, we get we're not there, but I keep bringing it up. 
Um, Tommy Lee Jones, like his, not his Harvey Dent side, but his Two Face side. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks black. I feel like like that's kind of what Billy Dee would look like as mm-hmm. as Two Face. And like I don't know if that was like an homage to Billy Dee to make him look that way, but I don't know if you ever if when we go back and watch it, like I want you to see, it looks like the way they have the prosthetics that he could have still been Billy Dee Williams. So I don't know. Yeah, I just man, I think about it. I, it sometimes it keeps me up at night. I'm like, because yeah. I mean, as Aaron Eckhart's role as Harvey Dent in oh, Two Faces in the Dark Knight, absolutely love it. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, but man, I would have killed for a Billy Dee Williams oh, yeah, Two Face sure. because I honestly think it would have changed the race of the character. Yeah. Because like a lot of the, a lot, even like in the show, like you know, Bruce and Harvey are, are friends. Yeah, um, and even like Hush, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, character of Hush, like he, they always go back to like somehow Bruce was friends with them. Like the idea of like this rich billionaire mm-hmm. white kid being friends with yeah, you know, a black kid that grows up to be uh, yeah, yeah, uh, attorney, a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be awesome, and then him turning yeah. and being and that would, I mean, that kind of brings up a thing too. It it kind of gives more diversity in the Batman world, I think, because I honestly, I don't know. I don't know how much diversity there is in Gotham. That at least that we see, like with uh, Lucius, like we we see that like he comes in. Uh, I don't know when he came in the comics because I didn't hear about him until Batman Begins. Like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not hundred percent um, sure. But really, him and then his son and then I don't know if Cash is in the comics or not. I know he's in Arkham. I don't know if he's in the comics, but like there's not a whole lot. So to make Harvey Dent. Um, black or another ethnicity i think would would be really cool yeah i, I think i mean you could still do it to this day oh yeah could you imagine robert pattinson's batman movie they can't be jordan <laughs> they can't start no i'm gonna say john boyega oh why not it's out for it. <laughs> i mean why not you know i think he would be awesome got enough anger in him to do it <laughs> so. and, we could, and we could even get a uh like we get to see john boyega be like a villain yeah that'd be cool i think he wants to be um, but there's still a chance for that. So, like, <laughs> if you're listening to us, WB, I mean, give, give it a shot, you know. Um, so what I'm going to do is I pulled the – oh, so before I, we go on to what I'm about yeah. to do, I have the, one of the last things in my note. The Prince tracks are fit so perfect for the film. Thank God Prince and yeah. Tim Burton yeah, for sure. did that combo. For sure. Um, did you like it? Yes. I I like when I hear the song "Trust." Yeah, it immediately makes me think of that parade. It, but it only works in that world. Yeah, no, it really does. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't put that in Bale's <laughs> Batman. Definitely not Affleck's. No, Batman, no. Only that one. Um, but that being said, I'm going to do something cool, and maybe you know some of this, maybe you don't. Okay. Um, there's some of them that I actually don't even know. Okay. So I've pulled up. Uh, Batman 89 on IMDb, okay. which is really cool because you can go on there and it has like a bunch of trivia and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to read off a couple trivia things just to see either if you didn't know or in that way also our Probably listeners too. Probably for this one I won't know. <laughs> so apparently Robin Williams was offered the role of the Joker when Jack Nicholson hesitated. He had even accepted yeah. the role. When producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams would take the part if he didn't, Nicholson took the role and Williams was released. Williams resented being used as bait and not only refused to play the Riddler in Forever, oh. he was possibly going to be the Riddler in Forever, 
but also refused to be involved in any Warner Brothers productions until the studio apologized. Did you know about this? No. That's interesting. And I it? disagree with the choice. I love Ron, Ron Williams, so don't get me wrong, but he would have been more of a clown, like a straight-up clown than yeah. I think, um, like a, a mob boss or a gangster. And even for Riddler, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. So See, I, but I don't like the way they went about it, but I agree with their choice. See, and I knew that Williams, they talked to Williams about doing the Riddler and the mm -hmm. carry and everything. But um, So also another fact we got here is that Jack Nicholson received a percentage of the gross of the film. Mm -hmm. And due to its massive box office take, he took home around $60 million. As of 2003, it is still the single movie record for an actor's salary. I believe it. Interesting. He was uh, he was billed first, I think, actually, in that movie over Keaton. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now here's the, here's something that me and you talked about too, because we had talked about like the way that Cal is yeah. and everything, yeah. and we kind of thought it was a little clunky. Uh, it says Michael Keaton was unable to hear while wearing the bat suit. He said that his claustrophobia helped him get in the proper mood to play Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> it made him go inward, and that's how I wanted the character to be anyway, to be withdrawn. He said. So he couldn't hear in the bat suit at all, which also ties into this next one, which I didn't know. But Michael Keaton came up with the famous "I'm Batman" line in the script. It said, "I am the night." Huh? So he actually was who came up. I with mean, that's the, I'm Batman. So you know my cat Momo, like when she like perches up on the couch, I always do that. I am the night. <laughs> but I, I actually I, I like Batman better. Like, yeah, I did too. I think that was a good call by yeah. Keaton. Um, domestically, it was the highest grossing movie of 1989 worldwide. I believe it. It came second to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ooh, okay. Which I actually That's just fair. watched recently, and I loved that one. Absolutely loved it. That's fair. Um, Keaton actually said that his background in comedy proved useful in playing Batman uh, because it gave him instincts and in how to shape scenes and build dimension into the character. That's that's truth. Um, I don't know, Keaton, but I do know like comedic actors are better at drama than actual like dramatic actors. That <laughs> makes sense though, because like as much as like I uncomfortably laugh but yeah. when he does the you want to get nuts yeah, and then let's get nuts, yeah. Let's get. I'm like that is like almost like startlingly funny. Like it yeah. kind of, like kind of like takes you back and you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of Yeah, kind you, of weird. you know what I'm talking about? Like people say it's over the top, but even I think it's like one of the best moments. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I, I've, I've always loved that scene. Um, the movie was released the year of the character's 50th anniversary. Well, that's nice. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson admitted in an interview that he was an enormous comic book fan in the era where Batman first appeared and that the Joker was his favorite character from the comics. Hey, okay. So that... <clears throat> Makes me love Jack Nicholson even more yeah. because I've I've always liked Jack Nicholson, but the fact that he he was reading like original Joker stuff, right, that explains why he was able to. So, do he, so well. he knows his lore, and he knows isn't that that's what I love about comic book movies: finding the right people to play the roles who know their material. Right. Yeah. This I do love too is that Jack Nicholson loved his performance in this film so much that at one point he was watching the film once a week at his house. So see, actors are just like us. Because <laughs> yeah. I've done that same thing. Oh, man. Definitely with The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was mostly the one that I did. Um, I'll just do a couple more, and then we will talk about if we thought the movie held up and give our rating. Uh, Michael Keaton casting as Bruce Wayne caused a controversy amongst comic book fans hmm. with 50,000 protest letters sent to Warner Brothers offices. But who did they want is the question, though. 
Probably Arnold. Like, probably <laughs> Arnold or Sly or somebody like that. Because that, when you, like, you look at him in the comics, because yeah. even then, like, that's Frank Miller's Batman was big at that oh, time, yeah. too. Sure. He brought back the darkness. Yeah. Batman was, he was a big buff tank. Mm-hmm. You look at Michael Keaton, you're never going to think, oh, big buff tank. Right. Like, so I could see why, and I could only imagine, like, today. Like, do you do you remember when Heath Ledger got cast as a Yeah, I am. Um, people got mad. Oh, my God. Yeah. And kind of the same thing with Ben Affleck. Yep. Yeah. But there's a little bit of me that still had faith in Batman. He's our biggest Batman to date, though, I think. Yeah, he is. So. Um, and then we'll go with, we'll do another fun one, and then we will. Ah, and this one ties in. Jack Nicholson convinced the filmmakers to cast his close friend, Tracy Walter, as Bob the Goon. (laughs) Ha! They had some good chemistry, so that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) They did, and R.I.P. Bob, he deserved better. (laughs) He did. He did. Another thing I want to bring up, too, before we leave this is, yeah. and I pointed this out to you and people, if you go back and watch the movie, Joker's henchmen were required three things yes. to be a part of this. <laughs> a car that was purple with a green top, a letterman jacket that said Joker, yep. and every one of them had a revolver. I, we literally sat there and watched that, and I was like, yep. none of them none of them have a shotgun? No. Nope. None of them, like, use a sniper rifle nope. on anything. Revolver. Even when he snipes the Batwing down, he pulls out a giant revolver and shoots <laughs> it down. It's like, what? Why? Yeah. That being said, I think that's hilarious. Yes. Because it's like, of course only the Joker would be like, nope, sure. you can only use a revolver. And yeah. if you do, I'm going to kill you well, if you use anything else. I mean, uh, Two-Face, his villains like always use Tommy guns, I think. Yeah. Or his henchmen, so... I just, I'm just like, why? 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 Of all guns, why the revolver? You know, and then even like when he closes it in the back, yeah. I'm just like, ah. you just pulled it out of your pants, yeah. and it was huge. And then you could just close. Why didn't you just have it close it in your pants? Like, oh, I love it. I still, it still doesn't sit right with me because people complained about Affleck's Batman killing. This Batman kills in the movie. Oh yeah, there's multiple Several scenes, um, especially when he blows up the Ace Chemical Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building. You know, I do from um, his shoulder. Like, yeah. I mentioned that. Like, it, yeah. Um, so that I still, I'm just like, okay, watch 89 Batman. He yeah. kills in that one. Okay. Every Batman movie I've seen, he's killed. Um, I know that's a lot that's against. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Bale, Bale killed. Um, when we go back and watch it, I'll point him out to okay. you. Okay. <laughs> right now, I know, like, even with, like, the Tumblr, when yeah. it's running over cars and cars. Oh, okay, I guess. Um, running, driving on top of the <laughs> Uh, so cool. It is. It is awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm just like, guys, you can't, like, even with those movies, like, even the action scenes I loved in this one, but, like, yeah. I get it. Like, it's kind of probably hard for a director and somebody to film a scene yeah. and be like, yeah, I want him to do this, and this will look really cool on film. But then, like, yes, we know Batman doesn't kill. But you go back on the comics, he's killed multiple times. Mm-hmm. There's one guy that he literally picks up by the bat wing, and the guy's on. It's like a almost like a Frankenstein monster yeah. or a noose, and he flies around until his neck breaks and it kills him. Because like that's oh he, like he wouldn't stop terrorizing Gotham, and Batman couldn't stop him. That was the only way he could figure yeah. it. Yeah. So like, it happens. People get killed in comics. It's mm-hmm. a movie. People get killed in movies. Now I know why Jason Todd has not been in the movies is because. Uh... <laughs> that, that would be like introducing the Punisher in the Batman <laughs> universe. Well, not just that, but like his whole thing is like Bruce wouldn't kill for him, but Bruce is, in the movie is killing all these people. Yeah. So it's just kind of like yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and see, that's why, like, if we get to the Batman v Superman part and we talk about that, because I mean, you had talked mm-hmm. about when it shows the Robin yeah, who yeah. it's actually supposed to be. Yeah, that's kind of where I was like, 
This is interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that being said, I still think 89 Batman holds up for how old it is. Yeah. I think I enjoy the movie still quite a bit. Yeah. I don't think it's one of the worst Batman movies oh, made. No. I think we're going to get to those. Uh, next one. Right? But, <laughs> yeah, I'd say next one, but I, I, I think it still holds up, and I would say it's in, like, my top three, top four favorite Batman movies. Mm. Live action. Okay. Because there's a lot of animated that's ones. Great. What about you? Um, It holds up, too. There's some things that we talked about, like, effects-wise, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold up, but honestly, it's a fun Batman movie. A lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I definitely... It, it holds up with the rest of them. And I think out of nostalgic reasons, I don't know about you, but I'm going to give it four out of five bats. Mm. Because I, I just... And you can do half bats, too. I was going to do 3.5. I'll give it 4. 3.5? You're going to give it 4? Yeah, I'll give it 4. <laughs> so, guys, that's been our review of Batman 89. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are going to do more reviews like your personal favorite Batman Returns. No, God, no. I'm sorry, nobody's. I don't know, there's a couple people. No, it's Serena's. My wife's favorite. It's her favorite? Yeah. Are you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, we're going to do a review on that one, and we're going to get to Forever and Batman and Robin and all these other ones, um, because also, sadly, with this, there was the passing of Joel Schumacher that yeah. happened. So I feel like we have to do his movies. And we just hit the uh, anniversary of this movie, Yeah, too. and we did. So, yeah. So we're trying to hit all the, the marks on this. But guys, thanks for listening to this Batman 89 review. I will have Tyler back with me on these reviews. Mm-hmm. So if you guys like this, make sure, give it a thumbs up, listen to it on Anchor. Let me know what you think, and we will see you guys with the next movie review. This has been the Mr. Duke Podcast. My friend Tyler, go ahead and let the people know. Uh, Yeah, follow me on my YouTube and Twitter and all that stuff. Tell us about the music. Look it up. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace out.